Welcome to the Geek Explorer Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, this is our little uh, pee-pee show where we talk about, you know, the, uh, the bric-a-brac that came across our desks in the last week. Yeah, yeah, the schmutz and the news and the, the what's-its and the what-have-yous. Um, all the stuff that is not a part of our any main topic. Um, although I suppose we could have made today's focus a main topic of its own, but eh, I think I think everyone's doing that right now, right? Yeah, I think so. I had a very slim list of uh, of like news and notes that I heard uh, about things I heard uh, because I was kind of quarantining myself from internet access up until like uh, late last night for like you know a good pu- good chunk of the last week trying to avoid Justice League spoilers. <laughs> yeah, once those uh, headlines started coming out talking about reviews, it was like oh shit, like I have to be. It's it's Monday and it doesn't come out until Thursday and I have to be very very careful. Yeah, and then you know, once like, it came I out on I, Thursday, that they were fucking everywhere. Like I, yeah. I was getting notifications on my phone, being like Justice League, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, it came out two and a half hours ago. I'm at work. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um work the day job was just killing me, and then on top of that, I was preparing myself for eyeball surgery on friggin' Thursday. So. So not only did I get to miss uh, St. Patty's Day because I couldn't drink, I also had to miss uh, Justice League at least the first day um, because of eyeball surgery. I couldn't watch it the first day just because I work and had like, like I got home from work at five. I had a Cub Scout thing at seven and I uh, wasn't about to start a four hour movie at eight o'clock at night on a day where I got to get up at five o'clock the next morning. So. Yeah, I do know someone who uh, who called in sick on Friday, because, or maybe, no, on Thursday, yeah, because he, he was planning on watching it to midnight, and he's like, there's no way I'm going to sleep at four and getting up at seven, so. Uh, he got Justice League-itis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I honestly only have one note on my notes. This, <laughs> these last couple of weeks have been, have been a bunch of bullshit. I've got so. two. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's knock those out there. Why don't you uh, lead it since you've since you can uh, you can bookend my notes. I think everybody heard a while ago. Microsoft bought Bethesda Game Studios a while ago. Um, like they they they're now part of the Microsoft family, and mm-hmm. they've finally gone and released a bunch of their shit on um, on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so there's a whole slew of of pretty wicked games. It's got. You know, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout uh, 76, Fallout 4, Doom Reboot, and Doom Eternal, and, uh, you know, all those Doom games, plus um, all the Elder Scroll games. Um, so they, they've really, they've got a whole, and then some of their other not big franchise shit. Like, they've got, I think, 20 of, the, 20 of their, like, big games ended up on Game Pass now, which is pretty rad. Fuck yeah. I mean, I can't say that that I've ever really played much of any of those i played a little bit of uh doom eternal and i i remember watching you play some skyrim and i watched somebody else play a bunch of fallout so i mean they look like fun games i just don't know from practical experience i i would lay odds that i've probably put like the better part of a month maybe a month and a half of my life into bethesda games like like a month being 24 hours yes. a day. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I think I put like 150 hours into Skyrim. 
and alone. And then there's Oblivion and all the fallouts. Uh, so yeah, I've played a load of Bethesda games. Oh, you know, Oblivion was the one that I watched you play back in the day. Yeah, oh, in the yeah. early days of the Xbox 360. Yeah, when I had the projector up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck yeah. It was a bit bittersweet, though, because they uh, they pulled The Witcher 3 and Bloodstain, um, uh, whatever Curse of the of Night. The moon? No, the one of the night. What was it Bloodstained? Not Fart symph- of the Night. Not Symphony of the Night. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, but whatever it was of the night. Yeah. Why can't I remember that right now? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, neither can I, so I can't I can't give you any shit, but I'm I'm super out of it. But anyway, I never finished that one and now it's off Game Pass. Now I gotta buy it so I can finish it. Because I got distracted oh, really? and started playing something you else. Didn't, oh, I didn't even think about that. So on Game Pass, yeah, you don't download it to your machine like well, you, you do you, with uh with just gold. You do, but I think if I go and try and play it now, that it won't it'll be like you need to buy this. Oh shit. Same thing with Witcher 3. I never beat Witcher 3 either. I just, you know, got halfway through either of those and uh, got distracted by other games. Man, I have not played any of that either. Sorry, Bethesda. I am not your target demographic. Yeah, I think I think Microsoft paid like just, uh, oh God, what did they, what did they, I think it was something like a, a billion dollars or two billion dollars for Bethesda. Uh, it was a fucking lot. You know, it's funny, if, if if they paid $2 billion, that's half of what Disney paid to acquire Marvel. That's bonkers money. Yeah, how much But then more? again, I, I think Marvel would probably sell for a little more these days after all the success of the movies. $7.5 billion. Billion? Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Wow, them video games is uh, good money. Oh, they're huge money. I, I, mean, I think every year for like the last decade, video games have had higher revenue than movies jeez because they're better take that hollywood <laughs> uh, um well speaking of video games my only bit of news came when i uh when i saw somebody post a, a little article on uh on gamespot.com about a new ninja turtles video game coming out called teenage Mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge yeah and uh in the in the headline, even it's described as a retro brawler coming to PC and consoles. So this appears to be taking a taking a note from the old arcade brawlers that we loved so much, the uh, Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time, and um, I think on Nintendo they expanded it to like Manhattan Project also, and um, it's going pixel art. It's using the old 1987 character designs, and it looks cool. Did you see the trailer on YouTube? I did not. Oh, it's fucking rad. Yeah. When I was started watching it, I was like, oh, is this like a new Ninja Turtles show with like the same old character design? Because it was very similar to the old intro, but it had a bunch of new little bits and pieces in it. And uh, it was fucking cool. You know, I think I did see some of that playing just in an embedded player. Like I didn't hear anything, but I saw like Leonardo attacking Shredder and like, you know, April O'Neil giving like a little wink or something. It's like she kicks a couple Foot Clan fucks off the stage of a news broadcast. It's pretty cool. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I'll have to go check that out. I'm stoked because, I mean, I as far as brawlers go, Ninja Turtles is up there. I, I love oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles and I love those old brawlers. So I'll, pay, I'll play a new one. I remember they, they put one in an arcade, I don't know, a few years, four years ago or so. And it had like... Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was like a giant four-player thing with like a humongous screen. Oh, yeah. But it was 
It was totally a throwback, and I loved that. I remember playing that with my with my daughter quite a bit one night back when we could go to arcades. Yeah, I, th- I think they had that at that one downtown we went to. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember playing it there. The brawler beat 'em up genre is uh, I like. I'm not expecting any uh, innovation out of this title, but uh, no, but just that hit of nostalgia and uh, walking around beating shit up. I don't need depth all the time. Yeah, it's definitely a, a far cry from uh, the Bethesda games. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I don't think I could put 120 hours into uh, a Ninja Turtles brawler. No. I mean, maybe no. over the course of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else you got? So there's a researcher named Eric Lentz from University of uh, Göttingen. Göttingen. He put a paper out saying that he's come up with a way that could use conventional energy sources to power a warp drive. In theory. In theory, yeah. I think since like the 90s, maybe? Um, there was a guy, uh, Alcubierre, Al- maybe? Some French guy. Alcubierre. Um, actually, might, I don't even know if he's French, but uh, it sounds very Frenchy. <laughs> He's going to be Belgian, and he's pissed that you said that. <laughs> I'm Flemish, you motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, he came up with uh, like a theory for a warp drive that basically would compress space in front of you, and and it, then it would expand behind you in like a bubble where you're compressing space time. And so you you could go the speed of light, but you're going through more space because it's compressed. So you're technically exceeding, you know, as far as outside observers are concerned, you're exceeding the speed of light. Yeah. Which is cool, except uh, the the one hitch in the giddy up there was that uh, it required something called negative energy to power it, which uh, mathematically tracks, but doesn't exist. And it would take (laughs) and it would take so much of it that uh, it would take more of this negative energy than there is actual energy in the universe. See, this shit fucking pisses me (laughs) off. Like, where the fuck do scientists get off? It's like me writing a paper about how I can fly. I just have to use uh, anti-gravity. You know, in theory, as long as I have enough anti-gravity, I can fly. It's all about mathematics, you know? So if the mathematics checks out, uh, then then it's like, okay, this would be possible. We just need to figure out how to make it more energy efficient and how to create negative energy. Which, you know, supposedly negative energy exists if... There is a second universe, you know, the opposite universe, essentially, where... Yeah, like antimatter. it's all antimatter. You know, they have negative energy there. Uh, but this dude, uh, Lentz, uh, came up with one that, uh, that, can use, that uses conventional physics to work to a degree. And it would only take the, about the amount of energy that's in all the mass in Jupiter. Which, is, that's still a lot, but it's a lot less than more than the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. And over time, I'm sure they can innovate. It does the same compression thing, but it, they, like the shape of the bubble is different. and It's not going to be practically used anytime soon. But it being with conventional physics, they just got to figure out how to get the energy need down or figure out more energy dense fuels or something. Yeah. So it's, it's neat that uh, we could get there. I want warp drive. That's, that's the only way we're going to yeah. con- conquer the galaxy. Yeah, they did it in Star Trek. So here we go. Living the dream. Just need to find dilithium crystals. <laughs> if it's just crystals of two lithium atoms, we could probably find that. I don't think it's going to do what it does in the show, though. No. But And there was another team that came out with something saying, like, they came up with a practical model for creating a warp, warp drive. Uh, like, mathematical model, not like a, you know, 
you yeah, they didn't, put they didn't it together like a, a, like a scale model. model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like there is this, things are advancing in the warp drive world, which is neat. Yeah. Why not? So does that do it for our news? I don't have anything else. So fuck it. I think uh, rather than doing the WandaVision model where we where we say our all of our business. Yeah, let's just let's just get into it because anybody who who listened to the show for that like twelve minutes of uh of news is going to be bummed anyway. So they don't. They, I'm, I'm sure they don't care about hearing our our news and then cutting out before. Uh, or sorry, not news. Our business before cutting out. Well, I mean, I I would lay odds no one's coming to us as their exclusive uh, source of news either. I I, I, I hope <laughs> yeah. I hope no one's doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So um, well, I get. I guess. Uh, do you have a recommendation for this episode? Um. Yeah, I did. Did hmm. I didn't write it down. Boy, I didn't do shit this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh um, these last two weeks were a wash. We were doing a lot of Ramboing, which I did not watch Rambo three yet. So Oh yeah, me neither. We'll get to it one um, day. Um man, I had something this week that I thought that's a good recommendation. Didn't write it down. Do you have one? I do. Okay, let's do uh, yours and maybe I'll remember mine. In the meantime, well, mine is cheap as hell because I'm going to recommend the Zack Snyder Justice League. <laughs> well, going to lead right into it. There we go. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, this wouldn't be an off-topic debrief if we didn't talk about DC stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> no shit, especially the Zack Snyder Justice League yeah. news that has plagued the world for the past year or so. Yeah, so we it finally came and we got to see it. I got done watching it at like three in the morning and I was already exhausted from uh, from the previous couple days with my surgery and everything. So like I crashed. I got like six hours of sleep, woke up because the rest of the world woke up and I have not really had a chance to unpack this thing or really analyze it. Like I, I'm going to need to go through like chapter by chapter and really pick it apart because my my first impression of this is that I really liked it. It is certainly not flawless. No. But I I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm very glad it happened. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I would say for sure it's better than the theatrical release. Yeah. It's definitely... Oh, shit. Sorry. Spoilers, everyone. Oh, yes. We, yes. we didn't make a big deal about how we're, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to spoil it. It is getting fully we spoiled, are going to talk open about conversation. It. But yeah, I mean, I, I did the same thing. I got done with it at like 2 a.m. last night, and uh, I'm going to need to watch it again eventually to, yeah. to really like analyze it as a film, because I was just kind of like watching it to just enjoy it and see what happens, and uh, it was 10 to 2 in the morning, so... There was parts of it where I was having a hard time staying awake and had to like shake myself and be like, all right, fucker. Like I was falling asleep when Superman was coming back to the Fortress of Solitude, his ship. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. The little shippy ship. Yeah, where he gets his where he puts the black suit on. Like I kept like dozing off for a couple seconds during that and I was like, Well, that's fine. That that was only like eighty seconds or so. Yeah. Well, I dozed off at least three times during those eighty seconds (laughs) and then had to like sit up and like say, Okay. You can do this. And then I check the time and I'm like, oh, fuck, there's an hour and 45 minutes left. Still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching with Angelina and she did need a few breaks. And I, I understand that, you know, like 
about halfway through, like she was starting to fall asleep on the couch. Like she normally does. Like, like I, I'm shocked she made it through, but we, um, we took a 10 minute break or so. And she like went and moved some laundry around and she, you know, she got her second wind from that. Nice. But, um, I mean, even though I was a little tired, like I, I was, I think I was jazzed enough to see it for, you know, that, that carried me. Yeah. I, I mean, I did make it through Hey, speaking of making it through Haley made it all the way through the movie. No shit. Yeah, I got her to watch a movie with me, and it was four fucking hours long. Wow. Yeah. Annie made hey. it. So did Annie. Odin fell asleep, but uh, he's not accustomed to staying up till two in the morning, so I don't, I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah, not, not like your daughter. No, he, he, like, he laid down to watch the movie and like put his head on my wife's lap, and was like, oh, buddy, that's the end. <laughs> if I had done that, I would have been toast. There's no way I would have fucking made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was sitting up straight yeah, the entire absolutely. time. Absolutely. So I guess let's get into the movie. Yeah. So th- this essentially follows the same beats, um, as, as the original justice league, more or less. Yeah. I was kind of surprised uh, for how much they said, like, you know, that, uh, they'd reshot the entire thing and all this stuff changed. Like eh, the story itself wasn't that much different. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that was, that was interesting watching this was, Seeing all the times where where I knew in the theatrical cut there was a joke that went along with it, and then the joke not being there, and me just like smiling to myself, yeah. like, oh, oh, that's great, that's great. We don't need Batman, you know, talking about his back hurting or something when Superman drops him, or or we don't need uh, Flash falling into Wonder Woman's boobs, you know, being played by a, by a stunt double or something because Gal Gadot refused to shoot that scene. You know, like Flash was still the, uh, the comic relief and it was really well done. Yeah. That's what kept Haley in the movie. Yeah. She's a Flash fan. Like she's, she's watching through the, the Flash, you know, uh, CW series right now. Oh, not the John Wesley ship series from, uh, 1990. No, not that one. <laughs> so she, she she's into those like kind of awkward teenage boys yeah that's her kind of like she loves the current spider-man because he's that uh, kind of awkward teenage dude yeah i guess the the other big difference that well okay i'd say the the big difference between the two is we just got so much more like i i'm i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna be one of those people that that just straight up goes WB, you fucked up because this would have been great and Joss Whedon sucked because this would not have played in theaters. If they released oh, no. a four-hour Justice League movie, it, it wouldn't have played. It wouldn't have been, and they wouldn't have been able to do it, the no pun intended, justice that that this thing did. You know, being able to explore Cyborg and explore, you know, actually every All single fucking character. Every single one of them got their due and you understood their motivations and, and where they were coming from. And they all, all of them developed as characters throughout yeah. the the story. They all had their, their moments to shine. Yeah. Like I really gave a shit about all of these characters in a way that I never did during the theatrical cut because I, it, it, you couldn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a movie that would allow you to invest in them like that. Yeah, they were just kind of throwing them in there and then stuff was happening to them instead of, you know, them driving the story forward. Yeah. I I think one of the other big differences on this movie, uh, well, I guess while we're talking about length there, I think they probably could have trimmed a half an hour out of this movie and been okay. 
Are you talking about slow-mo or are you just talking about story? <laughs> there was a lot of fucking slow-mo, that's for sure. <laughs> Zack Snyder loves his fucking slow-mo. And like, yeah, like this maybe could have played in theaters if it was made to be three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they could have done that without sacrificing too much character development. I mean, some of the scenes just kind of dragged on. I noticed that at the very beginning where you've got Batman walking through the mountains for three fucking minutes. And, yeah, and then when when uh, Aquaman goes into the sea and those like people start singing for some reason, yeah, for another like two fucking like why are they still singing? I, I like I don't care <laughs> for people like Angelina because she appreciated that. I guess so. Um, <laughs> that's, I guess that's who you make Justice League movies for. <laughs> but there was there was quite a bit of that where there was some stuff that just drug on a little longer than I think was really necessary. But uh, yeah. But all the content that they added that made the story better kind of made up for it, kept it interesting. Yeah, you got to see uh, Kiersey Clemens, uh, Iris West, even though I guess you don't know in in this movie that she's Iris West. We just know from the scene having been cut from the theatrical cut that, uh, you know, like you get to see Flash save her and he's got a little love moment. You get to see Cyborg and his, his, I mean, his origin, his relationship with his father. Yeah, it plays on that heavily. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed the story of Cyborg, whereas in in the theatrical cut, he was more or less a throwaway character. Yeah, and, and it justified why he was such a dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> he kind of starts out as a bit of a dick. Like, he's just real grumpy and angry all the time. And uh, in the first movie, you, I mean, you're like, okay, he's upset about being a robot. Yeah, but you don't actually care. No. I, well, and, yeah, it's, it's, and it's not that he's upset about being a robot. That's not what he's upset about. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not happy about being a robot. Yeah, but, he's not stoked on it. But that is not the, uh, the source of his angst. It's a, it's a deeper character than was presented in the, in the theatrical. Yeah. Another, another big change that I really appreciated was the fucking color palette. It made me realize, especially during that like final battle scene in yeah, you know, not Chernobyl. I don't know they called yeah, it not something Chernobyl, else. whatever yep. it was. <laughs> that is exactly where it was in the theatrical release. It was so like sickeningly yellow and just oh yeah, and and like red hues too. Just fucking gross. It was like orange. It was just fucking gross yeah. looking. And a lot of the movie actually, like going back and like looking at some of the screenshots, like a lot of the movie had that fucking kind of gross sepia fucking orange color to it <laughs> and it just i don't like it at all this one looked a lot nicer yeah Zack snyder does love his super cool palettes mm-hmm. i feel like this one wasn't quite as as like cool blue as like man of steel like that one was good just super cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a bit much um yeah i i did appreciate the color palette in this for sure um i need to mess with the settings on my tv i did like a week ago and I feel like I fucked things up. I tried to fix it a little bit last night and I made it better, but I got to just start from scratch again or get a new TV. Yeah, just throw Spend that fucking thing out and go buy a new one. Yeah. So we had a new design for Steppenwolf. What did you think of this? I fucking hated it. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I liked him better. I mean, the CGI was not as, it was better in this one than it was in the theatrical, but I liked the design of the original one better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was closer to the Steppenwolf from the, the comics. I mean, I don't know what this guy with his fucking weird uh, twitchy armor and fucking... Yeah, needles everywhere. Giant horns and, and like cottage cheese gray skin and his voice that made him kind of hard to understand. Like, why? <laughs> what, what is this fucking adding? And his weird hand. Yeah, with the extra finger on the other side or like an extra thumb yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was, uh, it was not right. Like when he was swiping at Superman, I'm like, oh, fuck, what is that thing? 
Yeah, I saw it when he was like picking up a mother box or something at one point. I was like, wait, did he does he have a does he have an extra finger or another thumb? And yeah. yeah. I so I'm not sure where that came from because that's not at all what he looks like in the comics. I didn't have a problem with it. I think the the CGI on the on the original one was so butt awful that yeah. I was happy to see something else. Um, I don't know if I would have made those those like those big horns like organic. I think I would yeah. have kept them armor because that, that's that's a weird head to have. Well, then you can't have Superman laser one off. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, so I guess that's the other big difference is, uh, boy, this is definitely rated R. They are killing yeah. the fuck out of parademons throughout this whole thing. Like Batman's blowing their heads literally off with a yeah. fucking gun. Yeah, Wonder Woman is is hacking them up and uh well, she kills the fuck out of those terrorists at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like that scene was cool. Like it was cool seeing Wonder Woman go in and just fucking wreck shop. Like she throws that one guy against the wall. There's a big fucking blood splatter on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that that was similar to the uh the ultimate version or the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman where like you know there was that that warehouse battle with Batman and um in the in the unrated version the rated R version like you know when when he slams some people up against walls like it does that like blood splatter left on the wall and you know like I don't know it, it's it all it almost came, it almost started coming off kind of funny to me like after a while like seeing Amazons running into the wall and blood splatter left I'm like okay we get it they're dead they didn't just hit a wall and I'm not sure how I feel about it because uh like generally Batman's a no kill kind of dude and Superman is too and uh hey, Wonder Woman's not big on killing people that's for sure uh, yeah. So, like, Justice League has never been a let's go kill the bad guy kind of group. Uh, and they didn't seem to really uh, have any, you know, anything against just murdering the fuck out of everything. Yeah. I mean, I know there's there's always been some gray area with like something like parademons because they're they're essentially like slaves. Yeah. 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 No like, agency. Like it's, it would it would almost be like robots or like a or like a reanimated corpse or something. Like there's no saving these people. Yeah. Steppenwolf though, he's definitely sentient. Yeah. And uh yeah. Yeah, yeah Wonder Woman cuts his fucking <laughs> head off. Yeah. <laughs> like holy shit. <laughs> I saw her running up there, I was like, oh what? They're they're gonna let her get a punch in too, because they all had that like final punch moment, you know, punching them back to dark side. And then she like jumps up and does that little flippy do with her sword. I was like, oh, oh, that head's coming off on the other side. It was cool seeing Darkseid fucking step on it. And like the other yeah. one like breaks off. Yeah, that was pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> and on the rated R note, the same thing when I watched the, uh, when the ultimate, the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, like it didn't really seem to warrant the R rating. Like it didn't, you know, like we had like three people say fuck in this movie oh, was and it, didn't three? Really, it didn't serve the the story at all and i i don't know like the extra violence i feel like could have just barely been toned down to to very easily fit pg-13 like i don't think the r rating was necessary yeah i don't i don't think it added much to the story but it, i don't think it took away necessarily either i mean yeah maybe there's some you know kids out there that their parents won't let them watch it and that kind of sucks but yeah this guy right here <laughs> otherwise i don't it doesn't really have a big effect either way hearing batman say i'm going to fucking kill you to joker was a little weird yeah okay so let's get into the let's get into this tacked on epilogue thing with like where they go back to the nightmare world of uh of batman's 
uh, vision uh, in Batman v Superman where Darkseid has taken over Earth. I I don't know. I I, I wasn't too thrilled on it. It it just it seemed wholly unnecessary. It didn't serve any story at all. It wasn't even like a super cliffhanger. It was like it was like a little vignette that didn't really tie into anything. And I'm I'm fairly certain that that Superman landing and like looking up with the red eyes. I think that was actually repurposed footage from Batman v Superman during the nightmare sequence. I'm like oh, it yeah. looked weird and and it <laughs> and it looked awfully familiar. Plus, I don't think Cavill came back for any reshoots, but I'm pretty sure this whole thing was was the reshoots that they did. I mean, I think his purpose in doing that was to kind of like rub it in the face of Warner Brothers, be like, oh, look, this is what you guys missed. Look at all this sexiness <laughs> I could have made for you, but you want to be a bunch of butts and say I'm not doing any sequels. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm just going to give everyone a taste of it. We'll see what they say about it. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's see this uh this restore the Snyderverse uh, hashtag take off. Yeah, yeah, and I it it's kind of seemed like he was pulling for that at the end because I mean it very clearly ends setting it up as there's more movies coming, and uh, as far as Warner Brothers has said, there is not. Yeah, which is is kind of too bad because I, I've always I've said it for like twenty fucking years now. I want a badass Superman Dark Side fight. Yeah. And, and seeing Darkseid in the what was it? It was uh, Cyborg's vision when he was when he killed freaking Aquaman. Yeah, like stabbed him with his own trident, and uh, and and he uses the fucking Omega beams out of his eyes and shit. Like that was cool. Yeah, yeah. They started doing all the jaggedy lines. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they could have chopped a half an hour off this movie just by removing the fucking epilogue. Yeah, that shit went on for a long time. And if there was going to be more movies, you probably didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and then after after that, uh, that nightmare vision, Bruce wakes up again because he, he's always dreaming this shit. And we get our the 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 real taste of Martian Manhunter. We got we got a little bit of Martian Manhunter earlier in, in some poor lighting when he was playing uh, Martha Kent to get Lois back in the game. But we got a full on little Martian Manhunter. Uh, what'd you think of that guy? Um, I mean, he looked kind of, kind of okay. The CGI wasn't super great. Yeah. But, uh, it was okay. I, I thought it was, I think my takeaway from it was like at the end was like, you know, what do you say? Like, they call me Martian Manhunter or something like that. Uh, first of all, uh, who calls you that? Yeah. No one knows that you're here. No one, no one's calling <laughs> you that. I expected him to say John. Yeah, John Jones or Jean Jones, <laughs> Jean Jean or whatever, Jones, like, like yeah. they did in the uh, in the cartoon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I totally expected him to say like you know they they call me John or my name is John as opposed to Martian Manhunter. But uh, yeah, it's like all right, yeah, we get it, we know who that is. Snyder. Bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> like, um, and I I don't know about you, but did did something look weird about Affleck's face in that? Like. It, it looked like he had some work done or something like his eyes looked wider than normal. I don't know. There was something weird or his nose. I, something oh, I about know. his face looked different than the movie I had just watched for four hours. I wonder if it was a reshoot. I mean, that was probably one of the reshoots. Oh, it was definitely yeah, a reshoot. So, yeah. Right, maybe he's I just think that, that whole epilogue was a reshoot. So that, that leads into probably my, my biggest gripe of the movie. The thing I had the, the hardest time with is the CGI. There was just 
a lot of moments where I mean, and I understand why. So yeah. I'm not just I'm not just sitting here bitching to say like this thing wasn't perfect, so I fucking hate it. But there were just throughout the movie there was some really cringy CGI. Like I think the first one I noticed was during the Amazon fight with Steppenwolf. Like there was some horses there and like Hippolyta oh, that, jumping on a horse. Oh, that horse it, running away. Like, like, like when she first jumps on it and it runs off, it's like, holy shit, that's the fakest horse I've ever seen. Yeah. That looked yeah. like garbage. <laughs> yeah. There, it, there was, it was, it was bad, bad in, in a lot of parts, but I mean. They couldn't just get a horse. Like, I mean, horses aren't hard to find. <laughs> Not during COVID. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it was rough sometimes, but you know, it's going to happen. It happens in Mandalorian. It happens in, in. Marvel movies, you know, it, it, whatever the budget is, CGI is never going to be perfect. Well, and there on this one, he's kind of working with footage that he has and trying to stitch shit together and make shit that doesn't exist exist at least a little bit uh, without doing, you know, minimal reshoots. And yeah. uh, and also working with, uh, you know, not a another, you know, a full Marvel movie budget. Like yeah. he, he got a yeah. good bit budget of money. constraints and time constraints. But like, yeah, they, they, you know, I think for what for what it is. And and for what uh, you know, for what everyone said they were interested in seeing, what they got's pretty good. Like there was a lot yeah. of people saying, like, yeah, just release it, like it is, fucking whatever, unfinished stuff. I don't care. I just want to see it. Like, okay, well, don't bitch about it not looking perfect now. <laughs> yeah, because you saw it. One of the other issues I had with it was the uh, the writing at points was just kind of cliche, cheesy. Like it was. What just, you got? Um, I, I think it was the scene when it really struck me on the scene when they were at, uh, like Bruce's tech place or whatever they were, when they were talking about what their strategy for invading Chernobyl was. Uh huh. And, uh, Cyborg said he could interface with the mother box and they were like saying like, oh, well that could be dangerous or this or whatever. And it was just every, like, they all went around and like said something and, and it was just like. It was yeah. exactly what you would expect everybody to say. There was nothing. It was just really cliche. It was just, you know. Yeah. Especially plate. when it ended on on uh, on all of them taking like a segment of a sentence to finish the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I just, get that. There was just some parts where it was just really bog standard superhero cinema that, uh, you know, it just seemed like really low effort dialogue at, at some parts. Yeah. Um, not the whole movie, but parts of it for sure. Uh, man, I, I feel like having not done proper analysis that, I, that I'm, or any, any analysis that I'm not, you know, th these are all just like initial thoughts. Like, yeah. Well, what do you think? Like, should, should we do an episode on like justice leagues and, and, you know, watch the, watch the theatrical cut and then unpack the two? Maybe. I mean, I think we'd have to watch this four hour one again, which is like, fuck four hours again. Like I got a lot of stuff to do. This is not easy. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to parse it out in chapters cuz I mean it, it is in 6 chapters. So if if I watched like one chapter a day, one or two, then then I I I'd be able to handle that. Yeah, I could see that. I think in general the plot and the pacing was was markedly better. Like things made sense why they were happening. Yeah, you know? and and you know that's something that that also happened in the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman is just like all these things that are happening in the movie during the original cut 
makes so much more sense because, you know, they, they went in to explain like what Clark's doing in the meantime, you know, Lois is doing this investigation. Batman's trying to figure out something on the enemy and, and it fleshes it out a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like one of the examples I noticed is the, uh, like when Superman comes back and he's, you know, kicking everybody's ass and, uh, you know, like Lois shows up, I think in the original one, like if I remember correctly, like Batman had like asked Alfred to bring her there just in case Superman's goes crazy. Yeah. Which bring like, out the big guns. He says, like, so wait, 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 like, why would you even suspect that was going to happen? And your, your solution for Superman going crazy is, Hey, let's get a civilian in here. And, uh, hopefully he recognizes her and doesn't just laser huh. her fucking head off. Batman's prepared for everything. Yeah, I, I just I Ugh. thought that was a little hokey, and I, I like the way they did it in this one, where she just happens to be like she visits the monument all the time, and she just happens to be there, or like she's like walking away from it, and she sees him up in the sky, and she's like, "Oh shit, there's Clark." Yeah, and they, they kind of set that up. They didn't just like throw that in there like that day she's going there to get coffee. Like they make it clear she goes there every fucking day. And brings a coffee to Mark McClure, who played uh, Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Oh, is that who that was? I did yep. not catch that at all. Uh, one other thing that I that I want to touch on, because I don't know if it's just me or not, but what is it with Ben Affleck looking fucking so short and stubby because of the width of that Batman suit? It's like they bulked him up so wide that when he's walking, he looks like he's like 5'6". And just, just like a hulking person, but he's, he's actually like six foot four in real life. Like he is a tall dude. It's so weird to see him walking around in his Batman suit. I don't know. It, it just, it looked really strange to me. He looked short and squat. Yeah. It is very, um, stout. Yeah. It kind of matches the look of his bat symbol, which I also don't like, which is just like a big fat flat bat. Yeah. Going for like the Frank Miller look. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, the Frank Miller look was a pretty wide Batman. Yeah. One thing I, I, I did like about the end of it, too, is they all seem to play an important role in the end. Maybe less Batman. I, I, I guess, I mean, he kind of got him in there, but uh, in the theatrical edition, basically, it was uh, everything worked out because Superman showed up and kicked some ass. Yeah. <laughs> and in this one, I mean, Superman showed up and kicked some ass, but that didn't save the day. I don't know. It kicked. Kind of did. Like it seemed, it seemed like, like they were going to, they were going to lose to the unity. Well, they did lose to the unity and he got, and Superman got blown to fucking smithereens. Oh, that's right. And flash traveled, flash with his time travel. Yeah. Traveled back in time. And, uh, like he, like, I'm assuming he like super vibrated himself so that the blast went, you know, missed him essentially. Yeah. And then was like, Oh fuck. And traveled back in time. And it shows that shot of like Superman being reassembled. Yeah, like, that yeah, was that was interesting. <laughs> that that was a that was a cool visual visualization for traveling back through time. Yeah, you know that was that was interesting. Just watching matter being reassembled backwards. Yeah, Cyborg got reassembled too. Like it was pretty cool. But like like so, I mean, Cyborg played a big part. Flash played a pivotal role. Superman played an important role. Oh, that CGI shot of Cyborg though, that was probably the worst CGI in the entire thing. Like it didn't even look like Ray Fisher. It was really weird. Like it, it reminded me of like lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Like when he's being reassembled that one. Um, one? Yeah. Like, like I, I think it's the reassembled shot and they like, they, they like push in right, like th- into his face. Oh yeah. 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 
yeah, it was it was bad, bad. So one one other thing. Sorry, I know we're we're just sort of blathering on. One other thing is the four three format that this movie yeah. was put in. Like I noticed all the trailers were in that format, but I just thought it was him being eccentric. I don't understand why. To preserve Zack Snyder's creative vision is what it said at the beginning. Whatever the was fuck that just like that fuck means. you because I wanna. Yeah, I think I guess so. Maybe maybe like they realized they could save some money by not animating those sides of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like they looked at all their shots and they were like, fuck, like to composite this shit together, we're going to have to like rebuild a bunch of shit on the sides. And he's like, fuck it, four, three. People still have two TVs, right? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a bizarre choice. And and like I I got over it pretty quick, but there were a few times during during the movie where I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I want to see this wide. I want to see this like it's a theater. Yeah, like when it's doing the end shots of like the Justice League all standing together and you got to wait a lot longer for it to zoom out and you don't, yeah, like you don't get a good cool wide shot of all of them. Yeah. But uh, I mean, all in all, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, Yeah. I like it a lot better than the original one. It is, it is definitely not without its faults, but uh, hey, uh, internet, you asked for it. You got it. Yeah. I'm kind of curious what the critical reception is going to be because I've been avoiding all week any sort of anybody else's thoughts on it and so i'm kind of curious now that i've seen it to uh see what what the general consensus is yeah yeah because i'm sure there is a ton that i'm not thinking about or not taking into account like as far as like story or pacing or why this or that or the other is good or not because i was just watching it super late at night super tired in wide-eyed wonder so I, I haven't I haven't analyzed anything, so I'm 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 really curious to see what people got from this. But I'm very glad it exists. I'm glad I got to see it. I'm glad it was made. Um, if it leads to more, cool. If it doesn't, whatever. It's still it was still a good four hours. And you know, if they if they put it out on Blu-ray, I'm sure I'll buy it. You know, I've yeah. I've got the original, so I I yeah. would like to have this. If you bought on that my, one, uh, why wouldn't you buy this one? <laughs> yeah. I would like to see him conclude the story. Like, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't be super excited about the whole evil Superman thing. I, I don't know if I need to see that necessarily. What I wouldn't mind seeing, though, is, you know, that being the threat that then they have to stop. Yeah, and they, and they end up saving Lois because we've already shown that Flash can go back in time and warn Bruce. So there's no reason why, at this point, Lois would still die. You know, it, otherwise... You're you're getting some weird time loop shit because you know how else are they going to save Lois? Yeah, but yeah, I, I think originally like the the plan was you know a trilogy. The second one, Justice League gets their asses whooped. Third one, you know they get Superman back and everything is you know then they take the fight to Dark Side. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't need yeah yeah I, th- I think you're right. I don't need a whole movie of Superman being evil and everything being dark. I don't need an Empire Strikes Back in this. No. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. And, I, and I'm not really sure I need Jared Leto's Joker ever in my life. No, no, no. I just don't, I just don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, why, why is he wearing like rubber kitchen gloves? What in the fuck is the purpose of that? I have no idea. Like there, there's no situation other than washing dishes when wearing those things is fucking convenient. 
And even unless that, you're you're pretending you're a you're a, a sidekick, I used to wear those as like Robin gloves. Get get some green ones. Speaking of, like he mentions, like Joker brings up Robin a couple times in his little back and forth with Batman. Uh, is Robin a thing that's existed in this universe at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Because in in Batman v Superman, there's a Robin costume with bullet holes in it that says "Ha ha, jokes on you." So oh, the yeah. the implication was that Joker had killed. So it has a, happened at uh, some Robin. point. Yeah, and and Zack Snyder behind the scenes came out saying that the the Robin that Joker killed was Dick Grayson, not Jason Todd. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's been a while since I saw Batman v Superman. I don't remember that at all. Maybe we should just do a uh, Snyderverse episode. Do Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. I think that's a little more than, Oof, than you. Yeah. A little more to bite off than you want to chew. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on going back and watching them. Now's the time. But uh hopefully uh we we did this discussion at least a little bit of justice, you know, it's it's a long movie with a lot of things to hit, so I'm sure there's people out there going, "Why didn't you talk about this shit? This was my favorite part." Answer is because I don't remember. We talked about the stuff we caught. Yeah. I imagine there's a few people out there that have watched this movie like 3 times already. Yeah, and uh, done a proper analysis on it. We ain't them. Nope. So thank you folks for listening to us today. Uh, Hit us up on uh, the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration of the Podcast page, Twitter, Geek Explore Pod, or Instagram at Geek Exploration Podcast. You can drop us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com, or you can call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Let us know what you thought of Justice League. Yeah. Please, we'll play your voicemail on uh, this very show here. Well, the next one, not this one. It'll have already been out. On this format program titled, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and if you enjoyed the show, uh, drop by Podchaser or uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, give us one of those review things. Uh, positive, hopefully. But we'll take your negative ones, too. I mean, whatever. Just, just yeah, go do we'll that. read it. And we are uh, presented to you by uh, The Geekly Grind. Go check those guys out at thegeeklygrind.com. Our theme song is uh, Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye. Later. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. 
Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.